Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. Last October, my husband and I were privileged to go and attend a Mission India event, which is a wonderful ministry that says we plant churches and we do it in three ways. So they have an evangelism track where they train people to be evangelists and they send them out and the people are supposed to knock on 600 doors and ask if the people in that house would like to know anything about Jesus. And usually once they've knocked on 600 doors, they have enough to start one or two small churches. And then that's maybe like the first start of their year-long program. And then they go into additional training and how to pastor and raise up additional leaders and stuff. So that's one way they plant churches. They also do it through children's Bible clubs, which start off as like a 10-day VBS and then uh, can transition to a year-long program. And oftentimes when these children come to know the Lord, their lives are so transformed that it transforms the lives of their entire family. And then that is another way they plant churches. And then they also do literacy. One of the problems in India is that there is a huge number of illiterate, lower caste women, especially. And so they train these women in how to read and they use the scriptures as their training tool. And a large percentage of them, not a hundred percent, but a large percent become Jesus followers as a result. And so Mission India has been a ministry that my family has supported for probably a couple decades at this point. And so it was so fun to go and interact with the staff and hear more about how God is uh, redeeming the world through this enterprise. And so since October, every month, Bob and I have spent an hour praying for India. And it's always a little bit different. Some months he has a nice email that goes out about maybe five or six different prayer focuses. And so we'll pray through that. And some months I can't do a quick enough email search to find that email and then we more wing it. But it was interesting. There was one month after we had been doing this for oh, half a year or so where he had a long car trip in front of him. And so I knew that we would have about an hour where he wasn't in a dead zone or where we could just focus in. And so we got started praying and very quickly I was like, this is so odd because we would pray in tongues for a little bit and then I'd pray in English. And usually the way that these prayers go is I pray in English and then Bob prays in English. And maybe we might get to a point where we both need to pray in tongues because we don't really have anything else to say. But usually it's kind of like back and forth, like Bob says something and then I say something and it's very nice. Well, on this particular trip, I would pray in English and then Bob would start praying in tongues. So I would join him and then I would be like, nope, I have something else I can pray in English. So I'd pray in English and then we'd be back to praying in tongues. And that was how it went the entire hour. I was like, oh my word, is Bob just exhausted and cannot think of anything to say in English? What is going on? I felt a little bit like a ball hog, like, oh my goodness, I just am praying <laughs> like all the time. And at one point I, or afterwards, I said to him, you know, Bob, if this had been a job interview, I, or like, that's kind of how it felt like, is Amy able to pray a full hour for a specific topic without any kind of prompts? And he laughed and he was like, no, what was happening is that you were getting the interpretation of tongues. And I was, first of all, completely astonished because that's something 
it talks about it in the scriptures that somebody will pray and then somebody else is given the interpretation. But I think in my mind, I had always thought that that would feel kind of like trying to do translation work or something, you know, hola, mis amigos, <laughs> hello, my friends. And so I really had no idea that it could feel like, oh, we're just praying and I have no thoughts in my head. And then, oh, pop, here's one that I could pray into. And so after I pick myself up off the floor from having fallen over in astonishment, not really, that's just how it felt. Then we talked about it a little bit more because the reality is this does happen to me pretty often where we'll be praying in tongues and I'm like, no, tongues is like the powerful way to pray. And then after we've prayed in tongues, I'm like, nope, I just need to pray in English. Sorry. Like I always feel kind of apologetic. And so it was a showstopper for me to say, oh, no, that isn't necessarily that I'm just really pathetic at praying in tongues. It could be that I'm getting the interpretation and that all along I've been doing this correctly. (laughs) I just didn't know it. I thought it was pathetic. And so anyway, I think I say that because I feel sometimes like I still feel like a little toddler in the realm of prayer. Like that seems in retrospect, like that could have been really obvious, but it really, really wasn't at all. And yeah, so (laughs) Lord, I thank you for those who are further along on the journey of prayer who can help to interpret the craziness that prayer is or can be. And I ask that you would... um, make us aware, I guess, Lord. I think, oh, here I have been praying and crying out for your gifts, praying even for the interpretation of tongues. And then it turns out you've already answered that request and I just didn't know it. So Lord, I am laughing with you that 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 happened. And I pray, Lord, for just a deeper outwelling or maybe upwelling pouring out of your spirit. Lord, for me and for all those listening, thank you, Jesus. Amen.